0: If you're like most coaches and dance teachers, you probably get concerned whenever there's a conflict on your team, or you just want to bury your head and make it go away. I get asked about team culture a lot. It's a really hard thing to deal with all the drama, and I personally hate it and always just wish it away. And But maybe you're like me and you stay up late at night trying to decide, how do I fix it? Or worrying about the fact that your dancers aren't getting along and it's just going to ruin everything. So if that's you, if team culture is a source of stress, I offer a new perspective today. Consider the idea that going through conflict and the conflict resolution is an important part of establishing a team. In fact, it's one of the essential steps in moving from a group to a team an idea in sports psychology that I want to share with you today, that we're not trying to just magically be a team out of nowhere, we have to go from being a group of dancers to a team of performers. Welcome to the Passion for Dance podcast. I'm Dr. Chelsea, a former professional dancer and dance team coach turned sports psychologist. This podcast focuses on four main pillars, motivation, resilience, mindset, and community. Each week, you'll learn actionable strategies, mindsets, and tips to teach your dancers more than good technique. This is a podcast where we can all make a lasting impact and share our passion for dance. Let's do this. Have you ever considered the difference between a group and a team? Maybe not, and this may feel like a nuance that's not a big deal, but from the standpoint of your dancer's mindset, It's actually really important. Our dancers come together at the beginning of a season and start out as a group. They really aren't a team who can be competitively successful until they go through a process of transitioning from group to team. See, all teams are groups, but not all groups are true teams. A group is just a collection of people who spend time together. That could be anybody who regularly takes class together, right? A team, however, is something so much bigger and better. A team is a group of individuals who must interact with each other to accomplish shared goals and objectives. I hope you hear the underline in my voice. They have to come together for shared goals and objectives. It's not just about coming in and taking class. There's shared goals that are bigger than that. There's something that they all want and they have to work together in order for that to happen. And this can be true for school teams or studio teams. You have to find that shared goal and only a team can come together and figure out how to make that happen. So how do you go from a new group of people to a team? Well, there's a classic theory in sports psychology that explains it, that that's what I want to share with you today talks about why conflict is actually normal and an essential part of the process. You can't skip it as much as we would all like to. It takes four steps to go from a group to a team and a conflict is a part of that journey. So let's walk through the four steps of creating a positive team culture. Step one, forming. In the first few weeks of a new team, it's all about coming together. You start out as a group. Athletes get to know each other. They figure out their place in the group structure. Relationships are formed and tested within the new members, and new dancers learn their relationship with the leaders. And in this phase, leaders are there to help the group learn to interact. Things like starting practice with that positive energy and setting the tone for what you want it to be, or planning team social events outside of your practice time. Leaders can encourage new members by mixing up the interactions within class and doing technique drills with new partners, playing different get-to-know-you games so everyone feels welcomed and included. Once you do those first few weeks of forming, getting to know each other, spending the time together, and intentionally trying to cultivate those new relationships, you will likely move into this step two of storming. This phase is characterized by rebellion against the leader and, or resistance by the group, or maybe interpersonal conflict. Now that all sounds terrible. We don't want our dancers to rebel and be resistant, but there's an important point to all of this. Some level of rebellion and resistance to this new team is normal and a part of the growing process. And the good news here is that it doesn't have to last long. Arguments among team members will naturally occur as the dancers and leaders establish their roles. The best thing for a leader in this phase, and by that I mean the peer leaders too, if you have captains or older dancers who act as leaders, their job is to help everyone find their role. New freshmen or young dancers at the studio play an important role too. Seniors who are not captains or don't have formal leadership roles returning members, new members, everyone needs to learn and understand their value within this new team. So leaders should work to eliminate ambiguity and increase communication so everyone understands. See, as leaders, I know we often want to minimize the conflict. We just want it to go away, but there is value in working through the hardships. It helps dancers learn how to communicate with one another They learn to work together to understand each other's strengths and values and find a common goal to focus on. Now, speaking as a coach, I'll just say that some years are worse than others. I've had seasons where this storming process is pretty short and other years where it feels like it's one never ending storm or the same storm keeps happening multiple times. The challenge for leaders is to help guide them through this storming phase You don't want to just tell them to leave it at the door and figure it out for themselves. You may need to sit down and have a let's hash this out kind of conversation. Sometimes that's with two or three dancers. Sometimes it's the whole team, but you can't go through the storming until everyone understands that they have an important role to play. And so does everyone else. I wish I had a one size fits all solution for going through the storm, but I don't. Every studio, every school is different. So what I want to offer you here is the idea that storming is part of the process. It's normal and it's actually necessary, but we as leaders have to help them through it so that we can move on to step three. Step three is norming. In this phase, they're hopefully working through any hostility and tension on the team. And once you work through it, you can replace that with a sense of solidarity, unity, and cooperation. This is where the tension actually serves you. Because if you allow the dancers to work through their differences, to learn to communicate and actually grow to understand each other, that's where you really set the new foundation of your team here's another really important part to this norming thing that might be different than you've thought about before. You are not asking everyone to assimilate and be like everyone else. In the dance culture, we have this history of everyone has to look the same and act the same and be the same. If you're a part of this team, if you're a part of the studio, you have to be like us. But I don't think that's actually what we want. And from a psychology point of view and just as a culture, I think we need to move past that. We're not trying to get everyone to assimilate to our norms. Instead, we're asking the dancers to understand how they uniquely contribute to the team, how to use their personal strengths to support everyone else, and to remember that everyone is different and has something to offer. You need them all. Here's a maybe cheesy metaphor to help you see what I'm trying to say here. You don't want a team where all of you conform to be the same flower for the sake of uniformity. You want a team where all of the unique, beautiful flowers come together into one powerful bouquet. Once you can do that, you're in the norming phase and they will begin to work together to reach your common goals. Because true group cohesion starts to happen when dancers pull together and build team unity, Usually it's this phase where you've established the norms and the culture that you want and your dancers are happier, your team roles are stabilized, and dancers put in more effort and energy, which brings you to step four. Step four is performing because in this phase, team members are focused on bringing all their energy to the primary goal of team success, whatever you have decided that should be. At this point, these issues are resolved. The interpersonal relationships have stabilized. Roles are well-defined and dancers start to help each other succeed. Now, a few pieces to this I want to dive in on is that interpersonal relationships have stabilized. I don't mean everyone loves everyone else and there's never any issue. I mean, you have learned to respect each other and understand that you all have to work together for the common good you can at least treat each other well and with respect, knowing that you know, you're know you not going to have perfect, lovely relationships with everyone on the team all the time. Another piece that I was saying is that roles are well-defined. This doesn't just mean like roles that have titles, right? Things that have a specific clear job. I just mean everyone understands, no matter who you are, you bring something to this team. You contribute something to our culture, to our performances on stage, to our team mindset, to our attitudes. Like you have something to contribute and your role and ability to bring that to this team is important. We want all of our dancers to start to understand their role and what they bring and that they need everybody else to do their part too. Then you have the dancers who will start to help each other succeed. And of course, this performing stage is the ideal part of the season. You want this to happen as competition season starts to come, which is usually about when it starts to happen. If you've given it the time to go through the storming and norming, but most coaches and dance teachers will rush to get to this final stage, but you don't want to get here until you have had a chance for the team to learn about each other, work through their differences so that they can come together. Because in this final phase, leaders should reinforce dancers' positive role on the team. They should offer clarity about that role if you need to and increase that deeper communication and understanding, continuing to push the team with high standards and goals. Then you've really gone from just a group of dancers who come to class together to a true team who cares for each person, who is showing their unique strengths and coming together towards your common goals. Then you'll start to see that outward success as much as the success that you've defined for yourself, because the team will be so much stronger for having gone through the conflict and come out the other side. See, for years, I would stress and worry whenever there was conflict in my dancers. I knew if maybe there were two seniors who did not get captain and they were mad, then I would dread the tension during practice. Or when I knew that we were about to announce alternates, or I was about to say who got to do the special small group routine, then the anticipation of that inevitable negative emotions and conflict would cause me a lot of stress and anxiety. I just, I knew it was coming. Now I know better, and sure, I prefer it when things are smooth sailing and everyone gets along, but now when there is tension, I try to take a different perspective that I hope you are starting to see too. I always wish for the tension to be resolved quickly, but instead of stressing over it, I feel confident it will be okay. The team will be stronger for it, I can help them through it, and what they learn in the process is worth it. Conflict doesn't mean your team won't be successful. In fact, if you have a positive team culture and help them through the conflict, going through that will likely mean your team will be even more successful than you would have been without it or if you stuffed it down and pretended like it wasn't there. Conflict and working towards that resolution means the team is truly making progress. And again, as the leader, you may need to help them work through this. Coaches and teachers can always model and inspire better communication skills. You can encourage journaling and reflecting on their emotions to help them better process disappointment or anger that they're feeling and taking out on each other. Just learning to identify those emotions and where they're coming from is a big life lesson. It's okay to let the conflict simmer for a little while. It's a balancing act of letting the team work it out on their own and when you should intervene and be the adult role model for conflict resolution. That balance takes time and practice, but you can do it. The bottom line is this. If you have a positive team climate, the conflict won't last forever. And working through conflict as a team is an important part of the process of moving from a simple group to a cohesive and successful team. I know working through the conflict is one of the hardest parts of being a leader for our dancers, but it is worth it. So thank you for listening and sticking it out in the hard times because that's when we are able to really make a difference. Please always keep sharing your passion for dance with the world.